his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. And we are back with The Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. Russell Whitley is with us as our guest today. Uh, he is the high bidder on the WNY Heroes Auction a couple of weeks ago. Uh, actually, it was November 6th. Uh, and uh, uh, wrote a nice check for the veterans. So we do thank him for this. And uh, looking at his resume, he's got a sparkling resume for somebody you're going to interview because he's done a lot of different things. He's done more things than the farmer's insurance guy who sees a lot, knows a lot, tells a lot. Uh, among the uh, things uh, at the end, I think this is uh, quite compelling, actually. I had spent most of my life living only for myself. Now I desire is to, my desire is to spend the rest of my life living to serve others. Wow, that's very uh, generous of you. Yeah, well, that, that's what um, I came to the conclusion as I was, um, someone years ago encouraged me to read the Bible, and it was through reading the Bible that I came to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And after that, after seeing how God sees me, I saw how selfish a life I lived, and now he has told me as I continue to read the Bible how I should live for others. There's, a, there's, this, there's the word joy. How do you get real joy in life, Sandy? J, Jesus first, others second, and you last. And that's, that's how I'm trying to live my life uh, from now on. I, th- I think that uh, I feel that it's far better to give than to get. I get more of a kick out of giving than I do out of getting. Is that the same uh, road you follow? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, giving is one of my uh, spiritual gifts, so I, I try to use it whenever I can, okay. as I did with the, uh, with the veterans. Very nice. Uh, that's a, a very, very nice choice. All right. Let's see. Mr. Beamer. Mr. Beamer has the headphones on. And uh, could you give us a, a Facebook, please? Yes. Yeah, sorry, Sandy. I was passing a note along. I apologize. Whoa. A secret note? Yes. Is this class? <laughs> this is, yeah, really. Would you care to share it with the class? <laughs> it was a programming note with one of our engineers. Very oh, okay. boring stuff. Okay, Very boring great. Stuff. Uh, do you have a, a Facebook for us, please? Yes. Jones says he can't describe if he can't decide if he's a Democrat, Republican, or Independent. He's whatever the flavor of the day. No matter what, President Trump will win re-election anyway. And Trump did that too in New York. Uh, uh, somebody had texted up here on the text board three zero nine three zero. It said on his third term for mayor of NYC, Bloomberg outspent his competition 10 to 1 and just eked out a victory. So, yeah, with the key word there, it was his third term. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's interesting what goes on in New York, uh, New York City. 803-0930-1-800-616-9236, star 930. Uh, you can also text us. You can go to the Facebook page, and we're hosting with uh, Russell Whitley today. Now, have either, any of you guys ever had your, your muscles rolled out at a physical therapy session? Yes, I did. Uh, I had a bad hamstring pull. In fact, uh, I think we did it right here in the studio when we had uh, the massage therapist we come in We did have here. the massage therapist come in here, didn't we? Yeah, and I think that was rollers was one of the things that she used on yeah. my uh, hamstring. How about you, uh, Buzzy? I'm sorry, I was taking ever a call. Ha- ever had a muscle rolled out? I have not. No, it's, you know, if they build up and then they tighten up, they use a thing that looks like a rolling pin, but it's, uh, it's, it's smaller. Mm-hmm. And then they actually move. You can feel it when they move. 
Well, and they say things like, there may be a, a little bit of uh, pain uh, tomorrow. I could barely walk. I could barely get out of bed. Not good. No. Have you ever had a muscle rolled out? Uh, no. I, I have a herniated disc. Um, oh, okay. And that's by the way, uh, Sandy, thank you for coming in today. Um, uh, oh, that's uh, all right. Uh, You're here, and you've done your part. I'm going to do my part, too. Yeah. So, so I had that done uh, yesterday. And uh, I, I go, PT's been very helpful, very helpful. Uh, but they said, uh, would you like us to, to roll out uh, the muscles in my, in my thigh? Yeah, unfortunately, you have to go through a and, bit of discomfort yes, first. Yes, and I'm so muscular that they you must are, have had chiseled. a problem finding it. I am. I am Adonis. I, I am Adonis. I'm the statue of David. I mean, I'm, I'm really— You're Something. I, I'm something. I've worked years for this. You know how much eating I had to do to get this body? That's right. I'm just telling you. I just—I uh, was thinking steroids. Oh, that could be it. That could Juicing. Be it. Guy's trouble, Tony. <laughs> yes, I'm not a steroid kind of guy. Are you happy that uh, um, uh, Mike Bloomberg is in the race? Are you not? Can money buy the races is a, a question that uh, that we had, too. And let's see. Let's go to line one. Kevin in Pendleton. Kevin, you're on WBEN. Good morning, Sandy, and good morning to Russell. Oh, that's nice. His first greeting. Good morning. Yeah, Russell, I am... Um I, too, was part of that great um, event, um, you know, on the 8th of November. And uh, I just want to say, Sandy, that uh, this is a good guy. I mean, he speaks for himself, volumes, you know. He seems to be a very good guy who's uh, totally grounded and is uh, retired and now is working for others. Very nice. And as a matter of fact, the Western New York uh, heroes, um, you know, I, I had volunteered to auction my services. And the next thing you know, they asked me to... Close, help close the events, you know, the main events, and I've never found a nicer group of people. So sometimes you are blessed to uh, to 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 meet, you know, individuals, or your destiny ends up somewhere. Yeah, you never know who uh, is sitting across the table while you're having lunch. Uh, what about Bloomberg there, Kevin? Do you think that was a, a good move? Do you think he's got a chance? No, uh, too much money will get into the race. What do you think? Well, I'm glad. Let him get in because you know what. Divide up the votes as much as possible. Then we'll have no clear candidate at the end of everything. You think uh, people will even bother voting? I mean, New York doesn't really get into play for anybody but Democrats. Yeah, uh, you're quite, so. you, you, are, you are quite right. And you, you think somebody in Oklahoma or in Texas is going to vote from Bloomberg? No, I don't think so at all. And uh, three terms as New York City mayor, they have a history of uh, being unusual people from time to time. But he's got a lot of money. And I guess money talks. Uh, there, uh, uh, some party people are mad at him because he's self-financing. <laughs> it gives him an unfair edge. They'd rather be dependent on somebody, I guess. I guess they they, they would be, yeah. But um, yeah, so I say um, the more the merrier. It makes it makes uh, Trump, you know, his victory next year much better. And as far as um, Biden is concerned, sometimes I wonder if he goes, "Where am I?" You know. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you, thank you, and. Uh, and uh, he thanks you, too. Russell gives you a big thank you uh, for yes. the greeting. The first official greeting, Russell. Yep, I appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back with more on News Radio 930 WBEN. That is our co-host today. His name is Russell Whitley. He was the high bidder in the WNY Heroes, Inc. Uh, b- big auction a couple of weeks ago for the, uh, for the veterans. And he's here to co-host today. Uh, his resume is incredible. Some of it funny, some of it very, uh, very uh, weighty, uh, I, I must say. Here's this. I was the first person, this is Russell talking now, I was the first person in my family to drive a car. My parents and grandparents never drove. 
I was also the first person in my family to total a car. <laughs> yeah. What is it? What is that like? Well, it's it's well. The thing is, we grew up. Uh, my my mom and dad never drove, and um, and our our neighborhood in Newark, New Jersey, we could do everything by either walking or taking the bus, and that was our life. And so, but I was the oldest of four sons, and so when I turned seventeen, I wanted to get my license and I sure. wanted to get a car, and I, I was able to get that. It was a nineteen sixty seven Chevy Nova station wagon, and I proceeded to uh, at that very. Uh, uh, young age of 17 to get into two accidents really quickly. Wow. Nobody was hurt, but I did total the car. <laughs> and then here I am, a teenager in Newark, New Jersey, and the insurance rates went way high. So I actually, I got away from driving for years. Did you really? Yeah, I actually built my life. I kept renewing my driver's license, but I, I built my life around walking or taking the bus. And I didn't get back to driving until I was here in Buffalo for five years. There's only two people in my whole life that didn't drive. And and I, I didn't know, unless you lived in a big metro, how you could get along without that. His first car, what was your first car? My first car, well, the first one that I was able to use on a regular basis was my parents' 68 Cutlass. Oh, okay. So they would lend it to you? Yeah, and then the uh, 65 Pontiac Catalina. All right. I had a Catalina at one time. Very good. Buzzy, Buzzy's in the younger demo of our, our group here. He's probably driving his first car right now. Uh, your first car? No, I'm on my third car. Uh, Are you really? Yeah, I ran the other two right into the ground. I'm on my third car this week. <laughs> third car, wow. Uh, before I had my own car, which was like six six months after I got my license, I was lucky enough that one of my cousins gave me a uh, handed down her old car, which was a 98 Altima. Uh, but I also drove my mom's 03 Explorer around a lot. Nice. And nice. I say I say this a lot on, on, on uh, around Mother's Day that... My mom, here's my mom. I live two blocks from the school. We lived two blocks from the high school. My mom would walk from the house to the bus stop to take the bus to the train station to go to work just so my sister and I could drive two blocks down the street. How about that? That's a a great story. Uh, And uh, did you get your license right away? Yeah. Yeah, How about basically. you, Buzzy? Oh, yeah. I, I remember getting my permit on my 16th birthday and then getting my license as soon as I was eligible. How about you, Russell? How long did it take? I got it right away. Did you? Yeah, and I then get... two accidents right away, and then oh, I stopped driving. Because I think it was part, like, I didn't get back on the horse. Okay. So it was part maybe some fear there, too. But, uh, but again, I was used to driving, uh, walking or taking the bus everywhere. My, so. uh, my mother, uh, my mother um, uh, drove until, until later because... We knew it was time to, to uh, give up the keys when my mother had driven for a long time. But this one time she came home and uh, she had an accident. She, uh, she ran over a Pepsi machine. <laughs> That's the oh. truth. I'm telling you, it's the truth. They used to, in those days, you'd go to the gas station to get your uh, uh, oil change. You didn't go to the dealer or anything like that. And there were no specialty places that just did oil change. So you go to the gas station. Right in front of the rack where they put the car up is a Pepsi machine. And all they had is those two little prongs coming up from the rack that brings it up. She rode over them and hit the Pepsi machine. <laughs> and we, <laughs> of course, the Pepsi machine jumped out in front of her. Uh, but uh, we kind of said, uh, okay, I think you've been doing enough driving. And she agreed. Uh, but I got mine on my 16th birthday in the morning. And in the afternoon, I had been saving since I was 13. I got a car. That you know, that that uh, that uh, ability to go anywhere you want to go. Yeah, and I was just saying, get, going back to your mother, that when you discussed it with her, she she agreed, and that doesn't always happen. 
There's so many people, they say they, it's the hardest thing they have to do is approach a parent about yeah. giving up their keys and it doesn't go well. We're trying to get Greg Reed to give up his keys. <laughs> uh, not to his car, but to the, to the radio station. We, if we can keep him out, I think we'll be okay. Keep you, pushing, keep that's, pushing. That's my boss. And I'm, I'm sure there's not a lot of banking humor when you're, when you're a banker, is there? Th- there is some banker humor. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had a person, a teller, tell me a story that's hysterical about banking. Uh, you know when they first put in those pneumatic tubes, uh, you know, this little thing comes out, and you put your this, that, and here's your check, and here's your driver's license. You put it in the tube, and it goes whoosh, okay? When those tubes first came out, and uh, th- this uh, this person told me the story was from your bank, okay, because that's my bank, too. Right. Uh, and she said when they first got them, there's uh, one person who actually put all of the transactions, including coins, in the tube, then put the thing you're supposed to put them in and back, thinking it was going to push them through the pneumatic tube. Didn't work, and it took a long time to clear that tube up. Yeah. Did you have many problems when they first put those in? Well, I never worked in the branches. I was okay. more up on the, on the higher floors. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you, you don't need no tubes up there. No, no tubes. That's very good. Or your own fingerprint. That's very good. Nope. All right, let's go to uh, Dan in West Seneca. Dan, you're on WBEN. Good morning, and your guest host is doing a wonderful job. Yes, he is. Uh, he's, he's a good choice. I, I think Michael Bloomberg getting in the race really doesn't change a thing unless somebody produces a platform and has a cohesive message for potential uh, constituents. Um, I will remind Sandy, because for sure he's old enough to remember, that Robert— Thank you. me too robert kennedy was a late entry in 1968 uh and had he not been assassinated uh they feel that he probably would have won the democratic nomination so um a lot of me wishes that the field would thin out and that a message would be formed uh so less theatrics more substance um, and a course of action, and, and I would be much more comfortable. So if Mr. Bloomberg, who does have experience in governance, if Mr. Bloomberg, who certainly has uh, the money uh, for him to compete with Donald Trump, if you took a look at the two personalities, they're both from New York, they're both successful business people, uh, they have a, a different political leaning. You think? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I like it. I actually like him running head-to-head with Donald Trump far more than I like any of the candidates except for Amy Klobuchar, and I'll get to her in a minute. Uh, I like Bloomberg. I think that if he is serious, the, the problem with people that have more money than God is uh, it could be about his own ego. He, that's what I'm thinking uh, about uh, is his ego. But do you agree that my, my position is he had to get a wink and a nod and an okay from the party of uh, leaders simply because they didn't feel that they had the horse in the race right now that could win it? You know, I'm not 100% sure, and again, the problem with somebody with so many resources is they don't need anybody's wink or nod any longer. So is he in it for himself to stroke his own ego, or does he feel that he would be a better public servant and he has a better course of action for America to go forth in the future? That's the wild card, but for me, as a Democrat, if he comes out, 
And if he puts forth a platform, if he debates real issues that will have an impact on me as a citizen of the United States of America, and, and because with Donald Trump everything is a little unconventional, I would like Bloomberg to say, listen, you know, I'm a Democrat. I feel that I have the best plan. Here it is. And, and I would like him to pick his running mate right out of the gate and let the both of them campaign. In other words, so if, if Amy Klobuchar would be his running mate and Michael Bloomberg says, I want to be your president and she'll be my vice president. And with her polling numbers, that would probably be her best course of action. And if they would campaign on their platform and, and they wouldn't even have to address anybody. You know what I found funny uh, is uh, this morning Bloomberg is being criticized by some Democrats for being uh, self-funding. Usually you would welcome, you would with open arms, uh, anybody who wanted to come into the race and, and uh, is raising money for your party. But this case, maybe they think he's too self-funding to have any, any, anything owed to anybody. That uh, he's the kind of candidate you love or you hate. You love him because they can be uh, singular-minded, but you hate it because uh, they don't have to do anything uh, if they don't want to, regardless of what the public wants. Yeah. Well, you just described Donald Trump, and that's why uh, I, anyone. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I, I didn't say that in any uh, any bad or good leaning. Uh, you were spot on. And the same could be said for my, Michael Bloomberg. And if you were a Democrat and this were a football team, then put me in, coach. Put put Michael Bloomberg in there. He's going to have to be a little unconventional. That's part of the problem with Biden is he's very one-dimensional. Now, the, uh, Russell uh, wants to uh, chime in. Well, just two things. One is uh, regarding whether he's doing it for his ego or not. Well, anyone that runs for president, they, they've got an ego there going. Of course. And then secondly, um, there's something very um, very good about um, self-funding, whether you agree with their politics or not, because, again, they're not beholden to anybody, whereas I can see all those people that are complaining, they want you to be holden to them to for them. something. They're thinking, if I vote for you, you've got to be beholden. Uh, Don't forget what we yeah. did for you. Don't turn your back on me. Okay, we'll be back, and uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Dan. Hey, we got Mr. Dan and Mr. Russell today. we got a whole movie cast here. Uh, Russell Whitley is with us, holding his own, doing a great job as co-host. And thanks for his very generous donation to WN Heroes, Inc. We'll be back after this. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We are back with Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. Russell Whitley is with us. He is a high bidder on the WNY Heroes, Inc. 
uh, auction that's uh, to help uh, heroes wearing the uniform from Western New York. And he was the high bidder, but you can tell he's a banker. He said, um, uh, you know, you've been saying it's $2,100. It's actually 2050 and so I, I don't you have the 50? Make it an even number. Uh, we can chip in. We can start a GoFundMe page for you. We could. We could, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted to be honest about Well, that's good. Yeah. You, you seem like a very honest person. Uh, that's very, very yeah. good. Uh, but uh, basically, we're talking about uh, one thing. We're adding a, a second subject to it. We're talking about uh, Bloomberg, uh, 58. Uh, when you can't talk Bloomberg without talking the number, right? $58 billion he's worth. I'd like to be his accountant. How would you like to have that money to invest? I'd like for him to adopt me. Yeah, it would be nice to open a checking account at M&T. Yeah, well, that would make your year, your, <laughs> your, your quota for the year. You're, uh, you've graduated. You look, uh, not graduated, you've retired. You look very young to retire. I'm not trying to uh, compliment you. Yeah. Well, I think. God forbid. But. I think uh, one of the reasons is, and, th and this is no disrespect to marriage, but I've never been married or had kids, and I do think that can age you. <laughs> uh, well, I'm very okay, guys, giving it away. That is the quote. Is this giving it away? We got the nuclear explosion. I, I'm very pro marriage and, and family, but it, it's it. I've never. I've. It has not happened to me. But that that can put some gray hairs on your head or no hairs on your head. I I'll watch like, my daughter for a night. Yeah, <laughs> I like the way this guy thinks. I, me too. He kind of lulled us in, <laughs> thinking nice guy, magna cum laude, a smart. I graduated, uh, not graduated, retired from M&T Bank. This is very nice. And he throws the nuclear bomb in there in the middle of it. But I, I congratulate husbands and wives and children. You know, it's, 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 it's absolutely uh, honorable to do that, but I just never have. Not your choice. Okay. Well, so far, so far. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? You could be, uh, meet Mrs. Wonderful. I she could. could. She could be working here for yeah. all we know. She could be listening. She yeah. could be listening and saying, I like I like that man's thought process. And, and I do work with kids at church for an hour and a half a week, but at the end of the hour and a half, I can they leave. go back to their parents yeah, and you get to leave. Yeah, but it is a it's a, I, it's 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 certainly worthwhile marriage uh, and and having oh, families. Oh yeah, well I'm glad yeah. you've endorsed it now. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> now uh, let's see the Harvard Yale game. We're adding a second subject. The uh, first one, of course, is Bloomberg. Do you think it's smart? Good move, bad move. Uh, so much money he can uh, self-fund, uh, self not beholden to anybody. Now, that can be good, but it can also be bad uh, if he's only beholden to himself, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, because still, what does he stand for? What does he believe in? Who is he? Yeah, right, so, okay, he's not beholden to anyone else, but the things he is pushing, do we want him to push? If not, you don't want to vote for him. Yeah, we are got to get a full preview of what he's like. A second thing I want to talk about is I don't know if I'm the only one, uh, probably not, that uh, reacts this way when I see something. Uh, protests, okay? The Harvard-Yale game, they get into the halftime, the halftime festivities end, and what happens? Uh, activists uh, form a protest, they're environmental activists, delaying the game by at least an hour. Now, you know, the people that protest have a deep feeling and a need to get their message out. I understand that. But interrupting what we're doing, I don't understand. For an hour, an hour. Uh, some people, maybe Harvard or Yale graduates who wanted to see the thing on TV but have to be somewhere else. I mean, there's, there's so many inconveniences. Now, maybe we should be willing to do that because maybe we'll get better that way. But I don't react that way. 
If you're interrupting something that I'm doing and I didn't ask you to do it, I'm not happy. No matter what your cause is, I'm not happy. So I'm asking, does the cause matter in something like this? Or it's okay, everybody has a right to protest. Okay, let's see. Tony first. What do you think? Oh uh, yeah, I agree with you. They do have a right to protest, but it seems like the left protests a the lot right more. holds rallies. Yeah. That's true. That's and I true. think rallies are more effective than protests. Yeah, and the rallies are very um uh gung ho, especially the ones in the south and Texas. What do you think? Buzzy, are they effective or you just get angry? Angry. Look at these nerds, okay? And there's a football game going on. And now, again, it's not 1960, so no one's watching Harvard-Yale. But still, there's a football game going on. There's people enjoying it, players that are about to come out and play the second half. And these environmental nerds have to ruin everybody's good time. What's new? And... Then I, I just break down all the paper signs they have. Yeah. Where are those going? And those it, aren't going to go into the big uh, landfill they're protesting? You know what I always look, look for in a, a protest are different signs. Because when you see a protest and there's 50 people there and they got 45 signs that say the same thing, uh, I think you didn't even bother to make an original sign. Why should I listen to you? My favorite sign, uh, so when the president attended the LSU-Alabama game, there were six people that protested him being there because it's in Alabama. Uh, One sign said, hate isn't welcome. No lie, Sandy. Right in front of that sign, I hate Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you have any feelings about this, uh, Mr. Russ? Uh, Well, protests, uh, we we all have a right to protest, but I mean – there's legal protesters, approved protests. Like you can protest in front of Buffalo City Hall, but you apply for the approved permit. permit to do that. Yeah. So, but to just go on where you're not welcomed and you haven't don't have approval, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, well, you just try and disrupt whatever's going on, right. whether it's a football game or whatever, or and like the ones that are blocking traffic. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. trying to go to work, or maybe you have to get to a hospital, yep. and they have uh, you know a row of people it's, holding it, hands. There's no concern about that. You could be driving your wife to the hospital to have a baby, and they don't care. They got their sign up there. You get there when you get there. And certainly peaceful protests. Um, yeah, we. I mean, they've served some, a lot of good, uh, yeah. but I think they've gotten a little out of hand. And to just decide that you're going to take over the Harvard Yale game, as he says, it's not uh, a top flight game. But the, the tradition of Harvard-Yale, plus the, um, the graduates from Harvard-Yale, maybe they get together and they have parties and do things like that when the game is played. Do we know if the school administration was approved that and just didn't tell anybody? No, it doesn't say. In this article that I have, strangely enough, New York Times, it doesn't really say. We can do some further checking and find out. I would guess they didn't. I mean, I'm just guessing it because it's a disruptive thing in the middle of one of their showcase uh, things for the university, but I'm guessing that uh, both of those uh, those colleges are probably supportive of their of their. Uh, yeah, what the protesters want is they don't want the colleges investing in fossil fuel stocks, which they do. They, yeah, right, they yeah. do. Yeah, that's how we get to work. Most of us don't yeah. don't bicycle, and that's just the way we all agree. All right, we're basically on the same page. We'll come back. So we're adding that uh, second second question. Uh, first, uh, the first one is uh, Bloomberg, yes or no, and the second one is uh, how do you react to a protest? Do you see something? You know, I, I should look into that, and then it draws you uh, further in, and then maybe it's something that you should have done all along. Maybe it isn't, uh, but all I see usually is an interruption 
uh, very rudely. I wouldn't do that to them. I don't expect them to do that to me. On News Radio 930, this, and have you ever been to a protest? I was only going to a protest one time because my program director wouldn't let me go because I was carrying a bat. Yeah, I, uh, bat. I, you got to calm down. We'll be back with more on News Radio 930 WBN. Thank you very much, Russell Whitley, high bidder on the WNY Heroes, a, a, a tribute organization to uh, people who needed who have served our country well. And uh, thanks to him for his uh, generosity. And uh, we're talking about two things. Uh, Bloomberg inserting himself in the race like Mighty Mouse. Here I am to save the day. He says that the Democrats aren't going to win without him in there. So he thinks it's so important to get rid of Trump that he must be in there. And I'd like your opinion on uh, what we've heard. He's self-funding, obviously. Uh, nobody talks about him without talking about his money. He's got a lot of it. Uh, $58 billion at last count. It would take a long time to count $58 billion, but I'd be willing to try. One, uh, yeah, two, two, three. Also, activists protest and delay, and they delay the Harvard-Yale game. The Harvard-Yale game has been going on forever and ever and ever. And uh, they started with about 70 protesters uh, interrupting, going on on the field. I don't know how they get that kind of access to the field. I assume the college fields aren't as uh, secure, security-minded, I would think, as the big, big colleges. Especially that one. Yeah, yeah that's Ivy League. So uh, they, they delayed it an hour, and I'm saying, I don't react well to protests. I react well to causes and, and conversations, but don't stop what I'm doing. Don't divert me. None of like, and I think a lot of people are like that. And don't invade my space. Yeah. Uh, but uh, basically, here's what, because uh, um, Russell asked this question. Do you think they got a permit? Uh, I don't know. In the New York Times article that I have, it says it's, re- it's um, let's see right here. Harvard has declined to divest itself for years. Yale has made some divestment pledges but got into trouble with an activist over a $122 million investment in a fracking-related company. See, they're anti-fracking. They, they, uh, I don't know how they think they're going to plug in their electric cars without electricity, but uh, no fracking. Uh, that, that means uh, you think the pagulas have, a, have noticed this at the breakfast table? I'm not really sure. But that after a person in uh, December, the school dropped much of that investment. In a statement on Saturday, Harvard said its climate action plan explicitly recognizes that the science has made clear uh, the world must move quickly to end the use of fossil fuels. And so you can kind of get an idea uh, from that that they didn't, uh, even if they didn't say it's okay, they did a wink and a nod so that uh, you would feel comfortable doing it. Okay, let's go to uh, Michael. In East Amherst, Mike, uh, you're on with uh, Russell and Sandy and a whole bunch of people. Good morning, gentlemen, and happy Thanksgiving. Oh, good. Same to you. I can hardly wait. I'm v- I'm a big Thanksgiving guy. As as you are probably well aware, last year I believe uh, Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus uh, had their final show and went out of business. No more uh, elephants. That's correct. That's right. And uh, I've often wondered. Uh, what happened to all the clowns that Ringling Brothers uh, employed? Most of them are in the legislature. Well, this past year, my answer has been uh, given, and I am convinced that to be a Democrat, you had to have at least been a performer at the 
clown circus of Ringling Brothers. It'll be interesting to see how the others feel. They've been out on the stump. They've been at the diner having a cheeseburger with a local farmer. They've done all of that. And now he comes in like at last minute, isn't going to even be in some of the prelims. And I'm Michael uh, Bloomberg. I'm rich. I'm here. Uh, good luck to the rest of you. Do you think it's going to hurt or help the uh, the ticket in their fight against uh, Donald Trump? I, I, I firmly believe that uh, he's probably going to be more of a detriment because if you look back at his history in politics, I don't think he's going to get a strong endorsement from the Police Benevolent Association, and I think a lot of the people that enjoy large Slurpees will not be very happy. <laughs> or they want to cook their, uh, their their steak in the proper uh, way that they like it. Okay, good good call. Thank you very much. Uh, see, we get a good ra- – that's a rational call. Um, most of them would uh, tend to veer to the right slightly. I don't think we got any mad uh, bombers uh, going off way to the right. Uh, but those are the kind of calls we get, and I like that because we kind of share opinions. Let's go to CJ in Kenmore. CJ, you're on with Russell and Sandy. Oh, good morning, gentlemen. Hello there. Hi. It's much too early to form an opinion on Bloomberg. Um, he has a long history, three terms. Well, we have to know his stance on education, health care, infrastructure, etc. I mean, we can read his stance for New York City, sure. but we have to hear his stance for the rest of the country. Do you think he, uh, he chose, uh, because of his background in New York City, a guy with a similar background in New York City but not in finance, uh, in, uh, uh, in a different field but the same uh, protocol, uh, got it? And so if, if Trump can be president, so can I, said Bloomberg. you think that's true? Well, no, I think we're well past the point of ego at this time. Um, I don't really care about his money because all the candidates are going to have commercials regardless of who pays. Yeah, you can hardly read that print in the bottom anyway. Yeah, so um, time will tell, but I think it's a wait and see with uh, Bloomberg. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Now, she said something that... I, uh, I'll question, okay, uh, Russell, I'll question. She said yep. uh, she didn't care about the money. I think no matter what you say, it's in the back of your mind as soon as you see him. It's just like Bill Gates. It's the same thing with Bill Gates. No matter how good they are, no matter what they've contributed to society, they'll be remembered that they're worth $58 billion or even more for Bill Gates. Right. And, and again, he can stay in as long as he wants and they know that. Uh, right. but, and, but the big advantage, of, if I'm one of his handlers, is we're starting with a fresh slate. Here's uh, what he believes in. I, there's nobody that's going to come up and say that he had taken a different position. And uh, that's what we're going to work from. Right. Except uh, uh, for the one thing he uh, did in New York, New York City was the stop and frisk. Yeah. And he's changing. He's, he now wishes he hadn't done that. Yeah. That, so, that was always controversial. Yeah. Yeah. But just, but just taking, you know, yeah, I mean, he, but the thing is, we have to find out what he believes in. And, uh, but they seem to change their minds on what they believe from, they do. from day they to day. Change, they change parties, they change their mind. And, and if you're looking for rationale, you're not going to find it. If you're looking for logical decisions, you're not going to find it. That's, I think that's what I don't like about politics. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're here with our special uh, co host today, uh, Russell Whitley. He's got a great name. He seems to have a, a fabulous resume, and we're having a lot of fun 
uh, talking to you. 803-0930-1800-616-9236 and star 930. Uh, when we come back, we want to know about Bloomberg. Do you think that's a plus or a minus for the uh, Democrats? We also want to know if you react like I react to the delay in the Harvard-Yale game because of a protest. Take your protest somewhere else. Don't bother me with them. On News Radio 930 WBN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 